welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to Phoebe, who is living abroad in Singapore. Phoebe is originally from Hong Kong, and she has been living in Singapore for one and a half years. And she describes the differences and similarities between Hong Kong and Singapore, some of the same social issues that one has to deal with while living either in Hong Kong or Singapore, such as the freedom of speech, rights of protest, the westernization of Singapore, and the high standard of living for foreigners slash expats. And finally, some tips on why you shouldn't and should move abroad to Singapore. This is a short and sweet one. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. How you doing? Welcome to In Living Color Abroad. Hi, thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. So Phoebe is very late over there in Singapore right now. For those listening, it is 11.30 p.m. in Singapore on a Sunday night. And Phoebe's been so gracious to uh, be on the phone. (laughs) So I try to make it quick as possible. So Phoebe, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, everyone. Uh, I'm Phoebe from Hong Kong. I'm currently living in Singapore. I moved to Singapore in last August, so which is uh, after the COVID uh, lockdown in Singapore. And I work in the IT operations and I live in the Singapore East Side, uh, but I like to wander around. I play wake surfing and I go dance studios. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right, awesome. So let's get right to it. Usually, most of my guests, Phoebe, are from the United States or Canada and the UK. Mm-hmm. So you're from Hong Kong. Please tell, fill, yeah. fill in our listeners about what is life like in Hong Kong to grow up and live there. Uh, uh, living in Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong is definitely a metropolitan city. Um, like Buildings are very crowded. Um, you can access to anything um, easily, conveniently. Um, driving is actually a big problem in Hong Kong. There are so many traffic lights. So many turns, uh, and like in the states, I I can drive on the highway and woohoo. <laughs> um, and then in Hong Kong, we majorly speaks in Cantonese. English is also another uh, official language. And what else? Um, I guess it was probably um, Guai Lo. You guys we call as um, like to eat dim sum, the mm, Chinese food right. in Hong Kong. Right, um, but after I left Hong Kong, I think I missed the most are like the common, like the, yeah, really the siu mai and also the noodles and the food are just so much better in home. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so would you say that, obviously, I, I never, been, I'm from New York City, I've never been to Hong Kong, uh-huh. but I, I, I seen your profile, you've been to New York, correct? Yes, I yeah. did. So did. how would you compare the differences lucky. between Hong Kong and New York City? Hmm, that's a question I never thought of. I think New York is so much more diverse and Mm. more dynamic comparatively to Hong Kong because Hong Kong um, majority are still Chinese. Um, They're a part of foreigners, but um, I can see the cultural diversified more like um, across in New York cities. And I think a lot of like arts and culture 
um, treasured in the States compared mm. to Hong Kong because Hong Kong, you know, it's one of the most expensive living places. Right. Like, I would never have thought about buying my own flat. <laughs> uh, I'm still currently living with my parents in, back in Hong Kong. But um, I, I can foresee, I actually see a lot of friends moving to the States and got their own places as well. So, yeah, oh, okay. uh, it would be an awesome idea to live in New York. I think. Is it? <laughs> it's a pretty awesome city. New York is a pretty awesome city. <laughs> but I'm very yeah. biased. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I would love to go to Hong uh-huh. Kong. Hong Kong seems like a place. I have some friends that have been there. And it looks like this mega city. It looks like out of a movie, really. And I wonder that if people feel the same way when they go to New York. So I'll be interested to see and hopefully make my way to Hong Kong. So, uh, so you talked about Hong Kong. But all right. So what made you? You said you work in IT? Yeah, I and, work and, for uh, social media as a content moderator. Oh, very cool. Awesome. And so were you doing that in Hong Kong as well before you moved? Oh, no. In Hong Kong, I was working for one of the largest shopping malls for their marketing. Okay. Harbor City, which is the name of the shopping mall that I work with. Okay, got it. And at what moment, or take me through the, the, the time period in which you were considering moving out of Hong Kong to Singapore. What was going through your mind at that at that time? Um, okay, so Hong Kong has been quite a political sensitive name in like two like past few years. So in fact there uh I cannot um um cannot uh without the consideration of the fact that there are a lot of political issues in Hong Kong happening. Mm. So I kinda wanna have a break from Hong Kong. Uh wanna travel around and see where else I could like start my other businesses or um, take my time, especially at my mid twenties. I wanna explore more. So um, this job came over to me. So I was thinking it was before COVID. So I was thinking, wow, I can visit back my home every weekend. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm stuck in here for your half ready. Right. <laughs> so um, Singapore was a close option for me because you know the Asians parenting they kind of don't want the kids like stay abroad too far right um so Singapore I don't have time difference I got some um uh friends that I used to know already in here so uh I chose Singapore awesome and it's why you mentioned those the reasons why you chose Singapore is close to home and even though you're what you're on the other side of the world the reasons are very similar for me because I live here in Costa Rica and I didn't want to go too far away from my family. And I knew they would have been upset at me yeah. if I would have gone far away. And I had actually job offers in Beijing, you know, all the way to Asia. Oh. So I didn't want to go too far. <laughs> so it's interesting that we have, like, similar reasons as to, you know, when we decide to move abroad, uh, family uh-huh. is a very important factor for us. Um, so you mentioned yeah. uh, a little bit about the political issues. And I want to get a little bit into that because I know there was, like, a huge moment. And I'm sure it's still going on. But there was, like, I feel like a moment maybe, like you said, last year where... There was so much attention on Hong Kong based on the protest, right, that was going on there. And so take us a little bit into that. What was actually going on during that time and probably still happening now? What was the issue about? What triggers it up is um, there's uh, China, Beijing. So once um, Hong Kong to have um, more control on that. So they're kind of having some more um, interfere with our uh, political systems. And there happened a guy who um, murdered a girl in Taiwan. Mm. And then because there's some political issues, Taiwan between Beijing. Mm. So um, we cannot like transfer that guy to Taiwan to get into the um, the law judgment. Right. So um, 
So um, Hong Kong was Hong Kong government was kind of a wanna enforce some kind of new laws, and then people was um was um getting reaction on that because it actually kind of like it, it it seems like so near but it's actually happened a few years ago already. Mm. So people was kind of very um not welcoming for the decisions. So we went out to protest. And then um, government was banding for the protests in which um, we were promised that at least for 50 years we got the freedom of speech, right. freedom of protest. But then it feels like um, they're taking it away. So um, like especially the young kids, like us, um, we got a bit more sensitive with that issues. So we kind of react more on that. And gradually, you can see Beijing is getting more interfere with Hong Kong situations. So um, a lot of things that we think that it won't happen in Hong Kong, it's like gradually happening. Like, wow. um, yeah, just maybe just close a bit more. Like for example, um, there's something that happens with the political happenings. Um, so a fireman like kind of commented on social media, um, and then when he got back to work, those so people was checking who commented on that. His fireman was cause cause also kind of like a government role, so he kind of got um, discipline punishment, I think. And people are gradually um, not that feeling safe to speak a lot of things on online because they may get um, investigation uh, yeah, on yeah. them. Wow. Yeah, or discipline on that because um, they might have overvoiced themselves on the internet as well. Yeah. Wow, that's. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's a, and those are. I said the the, the tensions yeah, there. I try my best. <laughs> I try my best to explain. No, you did. You you, you did it well. No, you did it. You did it well. I just. I mean, I think to cap it all off, there's this tension between mainland China, right, and and uh, Hong Kong, and I think that's probably he's been there for many years, right? Obviously, when Hong Kong decided <laughs> to be its own uh, sovereign sovereign place, and so. I mean, I because I remember that you I you said mentioned about the protests. I remember that that they were banning protests. It's unimaginable in the United States for mm-hmm. people to ban protests, but you know people worry about that as well, right? The right you said freedom of speech. Yeah. People worry that that's being trampled upon. Certain parts, uh, certain people in the United States feel that's being trampled upon. Um, you know your freedom of speech, but yet that's happening. That does happen around the world. And you know, yeah. just because it happens somewhere else around the world doesn't mean it can't happen where you live, right? So that's uh that's super interesting and honestly scary <laughs> to think that these things can yeah. happen and that, you know, like you said, you you it happens happening to people like you, people your age, where that affects yeah. you immediately. So that's kind of crazy. And hopefully that situation's uh hopefully gets better throughout the time. So all right, so you give us a lot of insight about Hong Kong and you know what's going on there. So going back to you mentioned mm-hmm. why you moved to Singapore. So you want to mm-hmm. be close to home, close to your family. What did you know since you visited Singapore before? What what ideas did you have about living there? Because there's always a difference between when you visit a country and when you live in a country. Right. So what did you feel it would be like to actually live in Singapore? What were your thoughts? Wow, that was really out of my imagination. Because so, you know, <laughs> uh, I've been in Hong Kong for 20 years of life. Um, so I was studying abroad for my university. I only went for exchange for a few months. So I've never really expected or given any expectations on living alone, especially abroad. So living in Singapore and me, the journey has been quite rough. So I've been here for um, one year and a half, and I already moved houses, moved places for seven times. Seven times? 
So what was my expectation was that when you see some videos on YouTube, you'll be thinking like, oh, I'll be renting my own apartment. I'll be like cooking at my kitchen. Um, I'll be having my own living room and bedroom and whatsoever. Um, especially I thought Singapore, like as in Southeast Asian countries, uh, I thought the, um, the, the price line, the, living, the cost of living should be a bit lower. But um, eventually, it's not. It's not really that cheap that we expected. Right. Uh, we have to pay the rent, and um, there are a lot of like um, box issues in, mm. in in the living in Singapore. I don't know why, but there are just a lot of box issues. Like even box issues, I've like faced for two times. I think like for example, like when I when I stay in in the states or like I travel to like UK. But I seldom see that many kind of bugs, like ants, mm. um, lizards, mosquitoes. Um, yeah, but then I think people are kind of quite used to it. So <laughs> just live with it, I guess. But you're not, you're not used to that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really a city girl. Okay, Singapore yeah. is a city, but I, I, I cannot understand either. It's so interesting right. you say that because I, I, I consider myself a city boy being from New York City and moving here to Costa Rica has been an adjustment to dealing with just a lot more, like I said, more critters and bugs and all that stuff and just being in nature a lot more. And But Singapore, yeah. I, from again, obviously you know way more about Singapore than I do, but like you said, it seems like a big city, you know? Would you consider it a big city? Wow, actually, Singapore is very small. Mm, okay. um, Hong Kong Hong Kong was called as a small... Okay, I've been to New York, um, London... Right. Uh, like Tokyo, a few more like prominent cities in the world. If my hometown, Hong Kong, was called as a small city, Singapore mm. is a freaking tiny island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a freaking right. tiny island. From the east, if I travel all the way to the west, it takes around an hour and a half. Wow, it, I didn't. Oh, oh wow, two hours. I didn't realize so tiny. So yeah, okay. So when I say Singapore is a big city, obviously it, it is an island, right? It's it's its own country, <laughs> and that's the thing I think yeah. you'll get confused about because I got confused too. Because I'm like, wait, isn't Singapore in Malaysia? But it's now separated from Malaysia, right? It's not part of Malaysia anymore. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so it's a tiny little island. Uh, how many people live in Singapore? Like, what's the population? The population, um, the people are actually a lot from China. Mm. Uh, there, there will be a few nationalities that are mixed in here. There are Chinese, Malay. Um, there are also some Indonesians, Indians, and a lot of expats that who would like, like to um, try about um, Asian countries. Mm-hmm. So the major co- official language is the English, uh, but actually, it turns out I speak more Mandarin than I expected. Mm. Yeah. So the official language is English in Singapore? Yeah, they, they speak English in all the official documents. Oh, wow, uh, I didn't know that. When you, yeah, when you even, like, when I do manicures, you speak, you're looking at those Chinese women. If you want to speak English to them, they can actually reply you. <laughs> they can respond on that. Wow, that's so interesting. I never would have... That would have been the last thing on my mind. I'm like, okay, they're speaking some kind of Mandarin or or Asian language. That's so interesting. Okay, so, all right. So, like you mentioned the expats, right? Because that's one thing. Uh, obviously, my podcast is people that, I guess, you consider expats slash foreigners that move around the world. So, Singapore, when I hear of Singapore, especially in, like, expat circles, 
from people that I know that have actually lived there or worked there is like, oh yeah, it's beautiful. You get paid a lot of money. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 super modern. Is 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 that an accurate description of Singapore as far as like working there? You get paid a good amount of money. It's a good li- uh, living wage, good lifestyle. How would you describe that? Because the average income in Singapore is quite low, so oh. comparatively, expat are earning like triple or multiple times than the local. Wow. So comparatively, um, our living is much better than the local people. Um, I mean the general average ones. Right. Um, indeed. Um, I think for a lot of expats, um, they would find Singapore is very a convenient places. We can travel around with the MRT. Um, there are also a lot of buses, bus lines, and um, we can find any kind of cuisines like, anywhere. So I think for general, um, Singapore is actually an interesting country to explore. Um, but meanwhile, there's also um, a lot of things, especially during COVID, that kind of restricted us to do. Like, mm. we cannot continue drinking alcohol after 10.30. Right. Like you have to clear your glass by ten thirty. You'll be like chugging your glass <laughs> of wine. <laughs> They'll be like, "Can you finish?" I was like, "Okay." I'm <laughs> right, right. We have similar restrictions here in Costa Rica, and still do honestly have restrictions. Really? And what is COVID like right now at this moment? There is it. Is it still dealing with it a lot, or is it much better? Uh, Singapore is one of the, f- I think, one of the first few countries who are trying to live with COVID, um, getting new normals. So um, we are, there are actually like 1,000 to 2,000 cases per day, but they're opening up the restrictions and can dine with five people next week. So um, I think they're doing good. They're doing quite great about controlling about COVID because we cannot like just lock ourselves, like lock us down like forever and ever. Like Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> My hometown is still locking themselves up. Wow. So um, I okay. think for... um. I think for the government-wise, they're doing their job quite nice. Okay, I see, I see. All right, so now you, you have this comparison. And I think what's interesting about your story, Phoebe, is the fact that you moved from one Asian country to another, right? And to people on the outside looking in, they must think, oh, there must not be that much that big of a culture shock or that must be so similar to move a place that's four hours away on the same side of the world. But I'm sure, like you've mentioned, is has been very different. So what are some of the main differences between your life back in Hong Kong to your life now in Singapore and that's been like a hard adjustment for you? What's been the hardest adjustment? Uh, well, um, I think we kind of get the concept of thinking the low restrictions are quite tough in Singapore because there are a lot of things that we can't do. Like there's mm. no, you cannot like, um, buy chewing gum and then you cannot buy so that's a real thing I, I knew that I thought that so that is an actual <laughs> law right that you cannot buy chewing gum because um, nobody is willing to sell you chewing, chewing gum you know man that's rough I mean I, know, I don't even I chew gum anymore but still like the fact that I know I can't even buy it <laughs> Yeah. What if you're on a date? What if, what happens if you go Phoebe, what happens when you go on dates in Singapore and your date breath stinks and you can't you don't have any chewing gum to offer them? I guess you have mints, I guess, but <laughs> Yeah. Um and people um because I do know a lot of locals here, so um they're quite supportive to the government and um they're also um pornography, it's not allowed in Singapore. Okay. 
And yeah. how, how, but how do they control that as far as what if you try to so go to we uh, will be, so we expect we'll be buying extra VPN to um, oh you need a VPN if you got other purposes so you need a VPN it's kind of weird for me to think about that like, why this is the first this is the first time porn has been mentioned on my podcast though <laughs> but, <laughs> I think it's quite important though no yeah I think it's quite important <laughs> I mean, I but think honestly. Go ahead, go ahead. That you yeah. never expected that it's it's not legal or not available in here, but right. it turns out the things you not. take for granted in life, chewing gum and porn, are not available in Singapore. No, that's so. Yeah. But, but on a serious note, though, so you do need a VPN to basically to have access to the things you would normally have access to, right? That's what you need to to be in Singapore. Yeah, you you have to get that as an essential for living in Singapore. Wow. So what what other? Because I because again I know China has like a lot of restrictions as well. Like you know they have WeChat. So is Google and Facebook is that banned there as well in Singapore? So right. um actually the people are very kind of westerns. I but actually also um I have watched a movie called um. Uh, the kid's not stupid, something like that, when I was young. So okay. I was thinking Singaporeans should be very conservative. You know, many aunties, uncles, many Chinese. So it turns out Singaporeans are quite um quite social butterflies and they're very um quite um, American-ish, I, mm. I would say. They're okay. kind of more ter- towards on that. You can see a lot of kids like dressing like those kind of styles and... Um, Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah. it's a very westernized country, but they have many restrictions to access things that you might find, you know, like TV, mm-hmm. you know, because of the VPNs. That's so, so, all right. So, uh, chewing gum, porn, what else is restricted there? Could you protest in Singapore? No, definitely not. That, mm. that, that's, that's not a, a, a thought that you could, you could ever think about that. Because wow. um, previously, I also played Clubhouse, another, um, you have heard of that. Yeah, it's Clubhouse, kind yeah. Of like, um, yeah, also use uh, conversations and online to get con- people connected. So I joined it, one of the Clubhouse circle with the Singaporeans. So a girl was saying that she was trying to protest in some government buildings about environmental issues. And then she got caught um, by the police and then kind of um, um, brought her back to school, kind of mock her behavior for protesting about the environmental issues so wow um right so um uh people actually do believe on the government a lot um they of course they they, they do kind of gossip uh, or have some um um, um uh, expressions on the government but in general i think the people um as long as they are living in in, in good health good care then they ain't comp- like complaining a lot with their government anyway. Right, and but how do you how do you view that, Phoebe? From your own personal perspective, given that what's going on in Hong Kong in regards to protest, and now you're in a country where uh-huh. it's definitely not 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 allowed. So, what are your personal thoughts on that as far as the, the protest? Uh, I think um, if you want to speak about it, you don't have to. Honest, to. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, I think to be honest, like every human being is just. What they matters is um, their own living. Mm-hmm. Like as long as the 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 ruling is not affecting my life, it's giving me houses, it's giving me uh, a well uh, future to live on. Then, yeah, if I were them, I wouldn't use the time to complain that much about the government as well. Mm, 
Interesting. There's so much more you could do in life. <laughs> but some would say that that's a that's a tenet, right, of just a society of a you know of a of a free society, is the right yeah. to protest, right? Because because like right. you said, if things are good, you're probably not going to protest, right? Why are you going to protest if things are good for you, right? Or if you know for yeah. for most people that are living there, but to know like all right, things are good, but you don't even have the right to do that if things were suddenly were not good. It's kind of a scary thought, I think. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a little scary. I think it's also, um, there's a difference of being educated that you have the right to protest mm. and being like told that you never could do that. Right. Because right. Hong Kong's situation was that you were taught that you have the freedom of that. Right. So people have been using on that um, the rights and also the obligations to express their voices. But while like con- some of the countries that were not taught to have this kind of rights, then they they the action would it would even not pop up in their mind. I think. Right, right. And you say your job. You say you work in social media marketing, right? Uh, content moderation. Content moderation. Okay. So what is that job like in Singapore? Given the restrictions <laughs> that are there, what does that job look like? Uh, my job. Um. For some reasons, I cannot discuss on that okay, open that's like, fair. <laughs> um, But then um, I have been working from office since last year, November. So even though Singapore, a lot of people, a lot of expats have been working from home by default. Um, with my own particular job, I've been working at office. So I'm trying my best, like, um, to wash my hands, um, <laughs> to clean the desktops as as much as I can. Mm-mm-mm. So okay, so you you're not at a personal liberty to discuss your job, which makes sense since it's, the title is social media content moderation, correct? <laughs> yeah, content moderation. Yeah. So you have to moderate. Um, sounds, okay. sounds very like special, but um, <laughs> it's just a job. It's just a job. Got it. Got it. We'll, we'll move right along then, Phoebe. <laughs> All right. So Singapore. What's this? Okay, I have a question because whenever I see Singapore on TV, there's this place. That looks like a, out of a like the movie Avatar, with all these trees and lights. It's like a forest within a city. What is that place called? It's like a square, like a town square or something. Oh, oh, that's the Gardens by the Bay. They, okay, what's it called? The Gardens what? By the Bay. The Gardens by the Bay. That looks like the most beautiful place yeah. I've ever seen in my life. So how do you yeah, go there often? <laughs> yeah, I I kind of cycle like once or twice in like weeks or a month. So um, it's very a free access on that, and people uh, would like, do some picnics, um, like also some night shows. There are also festive seasonal decorations on there. So yeah, I also feel very amazing whenever I visit that place. I feel like it's 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 not Singapore. It's it, just somewhere uh, very natural, very cool, and all. Yeah, it looks absolutely. It looks like out of a movie. Like it looks really, really beautiful there. All right. So, all right, yeah. so not take up more of your time, Phoebe, because I know you got to go to bed. <laughs> it is now midnight in uh, Monday over there now in Singapore. So, final, I, I wish we could do it longer, but that's okay. We got a quick uh, glimpse of Singapore. So, this is going to be the final round of questions. Lightning round, okay. first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay. All right, first question. Where would you rather be right now, Singapore or Hong Kong? Hong Kong. Mm, okay. Give me one. Re- give me one reason as to why. What's the n- the number one reason you rather be in Hong Kong right now? Um, 
Okay, just for one more option for like you guys to think about. Um, Hong Kong got more like um hiking, got more outdoor activities. There's a lot of like scenery that's 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 not Singapore can offer because Singapore most of their lands have been used to build their uh, public housing. So um, um, especially now we cannot visit Malaysia that um conveniently. So I comparatively, I think Hong Kong has more activities ongoing, and there are also much more to explore on the nature. Okay, okay. Uh, what's the what's one reason why people should live in Singapore? Um, I think people should live in Singapore to get a cultural shock. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, because there are really a lot of mix of people hanging around. Um, especially you can like explore all the Asian countries um, in one go. What's one reason people should not move and live in Singapore? Uh, if people who are scared of lizards and ants, <laughs> then maybe next time. Singapore is the place for you. Scared of lizards? Do not go to Singapore. <laughs> What's what's uh your favorite um what's your favorite place in Singapore? Um, my favorite place in Singapore is the East Coast Park. So um it's a park next to the East Coastal Line. So people jog there, cycle over there. Um, you can hear the sea breezes, and it was a good place to see sunset as well. Mm. All right, and final, final question. This is not lightning round. You have uh, 60 seconds on the clock, Phoebe. What is it that you want to get out of Singapore in the remaining time that you have there? Like, what are the things that you want to learn about Singapore? What do you want from this experience living abroad in Singapore? I wanted to know more how um, Southeast Asian country operates in a lot of things that currently Hong Kong cannot communicate or connect with, uh, for some pull some of like TikTok or maybe um some kind of medias that my hometown cannot offer me at this moment. So I wanna know how Singaporeans can like stand prominently among the Southeast Asian countries and how they can be the leading countries among them as well. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Phoebe. I most definitely did. I wish I had more time to speak to her about different topics, such as her moving seven times while in Singapore, the difference between standard of living of of expats, and I want to talk more about that. But unfortunately, time differences are the worst. (laughs) It was already midnight where she was. So um, it's definitely the hardest part about the podcast is finding a time that works for both parties. But she gave us, I think think she gave really good, insightful, and quick commentary on uh, the, the pros and cons, I would say of living, living in Singapore. Pros, I think, are pretty obvious. Uh, probably standard of living uh, for if you're a foreigner or expat. You get paid pretty good, it seems, from people I've spoken to and then what she alluded to. Um, it's unfortunate that locals are paid a lot less than that, but, you know, it's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um, I would say a con is obviously, you know, the restrictions, VPN stuff, but that's, you know, seems easy to bypass. But yeah, I definitely, this is one of the episodes where I have definitely... Uh, some answers, but definitely have way more questions. <laughs> so I wish I had more time, but that's okay. I'll, I'll speak to her another time. Maybe a Singapore part two is in order uh, in the future. But yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite stream platforms. See you next week. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.